Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda is in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day 16 of season 93. Question 1 asks for the retail establishment that gives a Charles Dickens novel its name and includes the characters of Little Nell Trent and Quilp. So I've never read this one, but I've heard of it vaguely. I don't know whether I'd even heard of it as a Charles Dickens novel in particular, but just kind mm. of this sort of Victorian novel uh, as an exemplar of those. Sure. And it's some kind of curiosity shop. And I thought it was like somebody's curiosity shop, like mm. Mr. Daggert's curiosity shop <laughs> with, two, with two P's and an E. And, uh, so I just, I, I figured it was that. I wasn't certain of it. Like, I wasn't even 100% certain that it was a Dickens novel. Maybe it was just like, you know, a, a, almost a parody title of a Dickens novel. It's a Darl's Chickens novel. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I felt like it was correct. So I said, curiosity shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one that I, um, I think I listened to a podcast, a uh, um within the last year or two um just kind of brushing up on some things like this and either that or a smithsonian article or something um talking about how just dickens in his day was an unbelievable rock star of like he would go on tour and his readings you know be in front of hundreds or thousands of people and you know and he like acted out passages from the books and so on it wasn't even just like your standard author reading, but he like dramatized the things. Um, and along the way, um, learned that he had written a book called the old curiosity shop, or at least I connected that dot to this question. Um, once I read this and, and thought, Oh, that must be referring to the old curiosity shop. Um, which I wouldn't have been able to place. Like if it's a, if the question was just like, what novel did little Nell appear in? I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no chance. I'm guessing at, at that point, um, but the retail establishment really sealed it for me. I, uh, I didn't especially consider any other titles other than the old curiosity shop, and so for my answer, I put down curiosity shop. You know, just to keep it keep it to the mm-hmm. the minimum required. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it does ask about a sort of retail establishment, yes. not a specific name of a retail establishment, right? Uh, the Curiosity Shop was correct. Mm-hmm. Parenthetically, the old one. Yes. Question two asks us uh, for the uh, result of m- mixing wheat flour and water and kneading it. And what are these proteins uh, called? These long strands that give bread its breadiness. Yeah. So this is uh, another turbo zero for whoever's <laughs> up against me. Um, the the key protein in bread making is gluten and um, the texture of the bread and so on will depend on how much gluten is developed which of course depends on the percentage of protein originally in the flour plus the amount that you need it to create these uh, long strand like you're kind of pressing the different bits of protein together and they're uh, connecting to each other so to speak and um so yeah, that's, you know, gluten is the key protein that does that. It's also, of course, the protein that gives people with celiac disease problems and 
you know, hence that's why they are not able to eat bread made with wheat flour in particular. Um, but yeah, this is the, the short answer to how I knew this is, oh boy, do I know this. <laughs> um, it is, is just one of those baking things that you'll hear about over and over again if you, uh -huh. you know, do any kind of, of reading or study. And it happens in other um, types of baking too. Like you don't want to over uh, mix or, you know, overwork pie dough, for example. Okay. It'll make it tough and, you know chewy instead of mm. light and flaky okay um that kind of thing some doughs you will want to let rest after you've kneaded them so that some of the gluten kind of relaxes a little bit and mm. it isn't so again you know stiff chewy tough mm. etc so this was gluten okay uh yeah i just I, I figured this was probably gluten in the sense that i knew that gluten was a thing that was in bread dough and i believe that i uh, that I knew that it was what gives bread its structure and such. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I figured it was either gluten or something I have never heard of. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, if there is a baking question that even you are aware mm -hmm. of, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy baking question. No, no offense to you, but just no, like absolutely. it's not your Understood. typical strength. Yeah. Uh, and that gluten certainly was the correct answer there. Mm -hmm. Um. Going back to your typical strength, um, <laughs> question three asks us for the name of small, nimble, and highly mobile military forces that formed in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Uh, these were the Minutemen. Mm -hmm. uh, this took me, you know, just a kind of a second a of minute. reading it and <laughs> not even that. Yeah. Like, I just was thinking like, oh, some kind of commando thing and like, oh, Massachusetts. These, these were the Minutemen. Okay, mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. We're famously... Uh, uh, supposed to be so prepared in their private residences that at a short notice they would be able to form the militia and go off and defend freedom and or capitalism. Sure. Yeah, I, I particularly liked, like, it didn't take me long to settle on Minutemen because kind of just what other answer is even out there. Um, I sort of liked the uh, kind of implied pun of noting that not only are they nimble and highly mobile so that they're they're quick to organize and hence the minute part of the Minutemen, but uh, the small size of the forces is minute, which I thought was kind of <laughs> um, another way of, of looking at it uh, if one is inclined to do so. Um, but yeah, I, you know, th this was a pretty automatic guess for me. I, I, um, I, I don't know if I could have told you exactly when these started to form or whatever, but between the description of the force and the fact that it's in Massachusetts, um, that absolutely kind of screamed Minutemen at me. Yeah. And that was correct. Indeed. Question four asks us essentially what kind of art does Dame Barbara Hepworth do? Yeah, and so... I didn't know this person by name, certainly. Um, and so I was kind of relying on her quote from 1962 and perhaps misemphasizing um, some of what uh, is included in it. Um, it starts out, it is easy now to communicate with people through abstraction and particularly so in blank. So the, the form of art 
with which Dame Hepworth is most closely associated. Um, so I thought to myself, this can't be a form of art in its abstract version um, that kind of wasn't present in previous decades. It, it mm, struck okay. me okay. as it's got to be something modern that's more so than like painting or drawing or sculpture or, um, you know, collage or something that's, um, you know, that, that could have been done in other ways in previous decades or centuries. So that made me think, well, what if she was a sort of abstract film artist? And I debated between that and photography, because I thought, you know, something that, that, um, would say would bring her to say it is easy now to communicate with people through abstraction. Um, I thought that that being in 1962, it had to be something that had a modern innovation involved. And so I finally decided that the answer was most likely to be film. I, for some reason, just initially keyed in on sculpture. Hmm. Uh, and so I put that I put that in the blank of the quote, particularly so in sculpture, in abstract sculpture. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, and then I tried talking myself out of it, as I often do when something just sort of pops into my head and I don't know it. Mm. Which, you know, it's a female artist. Of course I don't know it. Mm. Um, so I, I thought of another kind of branch of visual arts and painting. No, that, that doesn't kind of seem particular to me. Architecture? No, I don't think there's abstract architecture. Mm -hmm. um, and I just tried thinking of other branches of visual arts. And mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. couldn't come up with anything that would be described as a branch and not like a very specific kind of thing, like you know, uh, um, projecting lights onto buildings. <laughs> you know, just right. like, I feel like that's not a branch. That's a thing. That's yes, a, it's a technique. That's a motif or a technique, yeah. Uh, so I just kept coming back to sculpture and thinking it doesn't not work here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of thought of mobile as well, and but mm. that's just that to me is you know a, a, again sort of a minor branch off of sculpture. Yeah, subcategory of that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you would say it is easy to communicate with people through abstraction, and particularly so in mobiles. Mm -hmm. So. I just went with sculpture. Yeah. And that was the correct answer. Yeah. Well done. I have um, a feeling I'm going to pick up some points on that one. I would I would guess so. Because I wouldn't say that uh, Hepworth is a household kind of artist yeah. name. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if it's a even slightly obscure artist, especially a female one. Mm-hmm. There's somebody listening to the podcast right now going, yes, that's why I gave you so, so many points for it. God damn it. Yeah, well, the other side of that is um, there are only so many guesses to pick from. Yes. In that kind of that's true question. That's true. So that that eases the difficulty of it a little bit potentially. It, it is a much more logicable uh, question than a lot of art questions that I do not manage to logic myself <laughs> into. I will say that uh, mime crossed my mind for that one, uh. um, but it. But just it's it's so hard to be um, it, it, that influential of hmm. a mime that you get, you know. Especially uh, if you're being quoted. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and and I wouldn't consider that to be visual arts. Like any 
any kind of performance, I don't think, would be a visual art. Like acting is like a, a dramatic art, art or something, I suppose. Yeah, yeah even um, if you're, yeah, even if you're. But I mean, not talking. Like I said, it only crossed my mind. Yeah, I just thought, okay, yeah. what's what would be something that was definitely an abstraction of uh-huh. Uh-huh. communication. Anyway, uh, question five back much more to my area of expertise (laughs) uh finally a television question on day 16 i think this is our first one i think you said yesterday that we hadn't had any this season it might be yesterday or the day before it was it's been quite a streak uh we thought we were going to have another uh, math uh issue with this one uh however the question itself uh asks us about uh what title family's net worth increases in the pilot from zero dollars to around 25 million dollars in the first episode of the sitcom this is the beverly hillbillies the only thing that made me pause is i didn't realize they were missourian i don't think i I did either it might be in the theme song or something i I, yeah i would i don't know if i thought farther east but I'd almost have thought farther west, as a matter of fact, just because like, they like they go right to California well, after all, and you, you know where rich people lived was Beverly Hills. I don't know, but yeah. hillbillies you you definitely would think of mm-hmm. as being like over in the Appalachians, yeah. let's say. Yeah, Kentucky. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was also kind of a layup for me because um, that's. It's one of those older shows, like it's typically, uh-huh. it was in black and white largely, was it not? It certainly was at the beginning. I don't remember whether it ever went color officially. Yeah. But that was in syndication when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And so it would be on, you know, in after school hours or random mm-hmm. weekend oh, yeah. slots when kids are just yeah. hanging around looking for something on TV. And yep. um, so I've, I've seen at least parts of several episodes I I don't know if I ever intentionally sat down and watched full episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies no, that much. I definitely did. Um, but uh, but yeah, also kind of a classic, you know, very uh-huh. you know fish out of water um, uh, show. I'm not going to sit here and describe the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> to you people. I um, I think you probably got the gist. I, so I I will note, however, uh, that. Even when it was canceled, it was a massively popular television show. Mm. Um, it was, uh, I believe, number one for several years. Oh, really? And had only barely declined when CBS decided, uh, basically one summer, we're not going to renew any of our rural shows. Oh. Which included, I believe at the time, Petticoat Junction, possibly Green Acres. Oh, okay. Just like, there, were, there was kind of a bunch of them that... Huh. Uh, were either spinoffs or spiritual allies of the Beverly okay. Hillbillies, <laughs> and CBS just purged them. Wow. Yeah, there's an article in Wikipedia about just that. Huh. Um, I think it's called that The Rural Purge of <laughs> 1960-something or other. Oh, they boy. just decided, the network decided, we don't want this demographic. It's the night of the long pitchforks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, they just straight up were like, we're tired of all these corn pone mm. sitcoms and we're just getting rid of them all even though they're doing well for us wow we're, we're done with it we want a more we want a more modern a more hip a more urban uh, uh aesthetic to our network huh so yeah it's fascinating stuff it really is and it, it didn't exactly at least by this point has not led them to be um 
much other than the Buick of uh, mm-hmm. the big three networks, but yeah, uh, not that there's probably that direct of a through line. Anyway, that is interesting. And that was the correct answer. I really hope it was. If it wasn't obvious, question, like yes. we, right. <laughs> forgot forgot what number we were on. Yeah. Uh, question six asks us for an automaker that uh, has models of vehicles named after two southwestern U.S. cities. Yes, and you know when I answer when I start looking at questions early in the morning, I'm a little bleary eyed for you know a couple different reasons. Um, you know, I you can all picture George making the drinking motion. I, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> you didn't have to tell I them that. Wow, trying to make some comedy here. I know this particular morning you were not hungover. <laughs> that is true, um, but I, you know I. For various reasons, it's, you know, I'm still not quite awake and so on. And I initially read this as two southwestern U.S. states. And thank goodness I, I RTFQ'd because uh, I was initially trying to think of, okay, there's probably some truck or something called a Colorado, but what is, you know, what other state am I supposed to think there's there in Arizona, California? Then I uh, I did reread and went, oh, cities, oh, that makes more sense with the separated by a seven and a half hour drive um, notation and gives us the interstates and so on. So then I was like, okay, well, I know there's a, a Tucson and a Santa Fe, and I think those are about the right distance apart, and those are both by Hyundai. And, um, you know, definitely made sure to look and see, like, What's being asked for here is the name of the manufacturer. So you you don't want to go with like the city names or effectively the model names. You want the make, and that is Hyundai. And so that's what I put down. I just got convinced early on that one of them was the Malibu, made oh. by Chevy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just uh, kind of couldn't figure out what was seven and a half hours away, but there must have been one. And uh. I just kind of... I don't know, I just got tired of this question. I don't know. Without really like <laughs> this dang question. Yeah, without really like spending a lot of time on it. I just sort of I was just absolutely convinced that one of them was Malibu hmm. and then one of the other ones. And I even thought Tucson and and I didn't go forward and think, oh no, that's Hyundai. I just dismissed it because no, Tucson's farther than seven and a half hours away from Malibu. Okay. Um, I, sure. I I've, I've driven <laughs> LA to Phoenix a lot. Yeah, I've I guess driven you have. Tucson true. a few times. Mm-hmm. It's farther. Okay. Um and I, I didn't, I, I wish I had really thought, no, yeah, I don't think it's Malibu. Um, because that might have led me to recall that 25, uh, well, I don't know, I might, I might have still thought that it was Tucson because 25 is farther east than Phoenix, or at least it's in, it's, it may be in Phoenix as well. Okay. But it's like eight hours from LA to Phoenix. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty consistently. Sure. So I, I I should have realized, no, you can't get from Malibu on 10 to anywhere in 25, uh, on 25 in seven and a half hours. Uh, okay. Um, I don't think. So huh. no, this is all 20 plus year old geographical oh, yeah. memory. Golly. But I did it a lot of times. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I finally just punted on whatever the second one was and said Chevrolet. Okay. Hyundai was the correct answer. Yeah, well done. And you were right. I mean, Tucson was one of the ones mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that that was the one I pulled first, and then it took me a second to be like, it's Santa Fe. Even, even after seeing think it, of the I other thought, models. oh, that's right, the Tucson's a Hyundai, and couldn't think of what the other one was. Mm. I just, I, okay. I don't remember all those kind of, because they're both like SUV type yeah, things. Yeah, crossover, kind of crossover other, GPs, small sort SUV of. type, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and it may help that I think uh, one of my former in-laws somewhere got one of those, got mm. either a Tucson or a Santa Fe. So it's a little bit in my head. I, It's also, I tend to file away car names probably because Detroit, sure. you know, um, it's just a, a thing that is talked about it in the news a lot here it probably is elsewhere too but probably a little especially here here, i can assure you yeah so um so yeah must have just stuck with me just enough on that one uh slut left us both with five on the day really wish i i a lot of question for in missing the form of visual art was just like it can't be sculpture because that's too obvious (laughs) You know that I it, it crossed my mind um, as I was trying to think through things, but but darn it anyway, I just yeah, I, I oversought it. Hate it when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for today. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis, and remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>